Everybody and happy Friday! We made it. Today is free for all or open line Friday. It's where I turn weather jazz over to you, the subscriber, and I've got a number of questions. Your questions that I'm going to get to today. So, welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything weather, science, earth science. And other interesting off-topic things, a few of which we'll get to today. I'm your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Bornier. I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. This is episode number 144 for Friday. We made it. January 22nd, 2021. All right, we have some uh, really interesting news to share with everybody today, and I'm going to occasionally point to weatherjazz.com for the show notes because you will want to periodically tune in or or log in, I should say, to weatherjazz.com via any kind of web browser to take a look at some of the images images that I'm going to post here today for this Friday. The first one and the first big news, and really it's a follow-up to one of the episodes from last year, is that Gunnar Gunnarsson, my pastor friend up in Reykjavik, Iceland at Lofstavan Baptista Kirka, uh, which is uh, Upper Room Baptist uh, Church in Reykjavik, uh, he is on paternity leave. Why? Because uh, they have just welcomed child number four recently. Uh, into their family. So congratulations to Gunnar and his beautiful bride, Svava. And uh, they have child number four. It is a daughter. And that beautiful daughter's name is Victoria. And if you would like to see a photo of Gunnar and Victoria uh, that he posted on his Instagram account. Go to weatherjazz.com, and uh, I'm going to uh, repost it there for the whole world to see. And uh, go back to, uh, well, just a couple of episodes ago now, always available on weatherjazz.com in the archive section. Just scroll down until you hit it. Uh, my, uh, my conversation with Gunnar from uh, last December at any rate, congratulations to Gunnar and family. Everybody's doing great. And uh, Gunnar is on paternity leave right now. So on the podcast that I actually assist with, and that is Sermons from Iceland, uh, it is their associate pastor, uh, Elliot Jones, who is in the pulpit now on Sundays, at, the, at least for the time being. Gunnar's going to be back in just a little while. He is enjoying his family. All right. The second bit of cleanup uh, data that I want to share with everybody, also available on weatherjazz.com, episode number 144, is the fact that Jon Jonsson, which is one of Iceland's pop music sweethearts, has a brand new single out. And if you remember, for those of you that are a Weather Jazz fan, 
Yon talked about the fact that when I asked him what was coming up after uh, all of his singles that we had talked about, he said that he would be releasing a a song, a duet, with uh, also another Icelandic singer who is better known as GDRN. And that is out now, and it is called Evastin Achen, uh, and that basically means if love is pure. Here's a little taste of that right now. What a beautiful, beautiful song, If Love is Pure. And if you'd like to listen to the whole thing, I have the link on weatherjazz.com. You can go there and uh, listen to it as a YouTube link. Uh, it, it will surely bless you, even though you cannot understand it uh, if you do not speak Icelandic. Uh, it still captures the essence musically. So go check it out. Congratulations to Jon Jonsson, our very good friend up in Iceland. And uh, hopefully we'll have Jon back on at some point in 2021. And uh, so he can tell us uh, what is going on in his life. All right, this is Open Line Friday, which means that we are going to get to your questions. Uh, earlier in the week... I got onto our television station's Facebook weather page, and I asked all of you live what your questions would be, and that I would answer them on this edition of Weather Jazz. And I had a number of great, great questions that I'm going to get to, and uh, so let's go ahead and dive right in, because we have a number of them. And so let's uh, get to the first one. The first one came from Jeremy. And he asked if we would see snow again in northeast Ohio again this coming May. If you recall, last May in 2020, we had two instances, not one, but two instances at Hopkins Airport where we had measurable snow. And now, obviously, it's May. You don't get a whole lot of measurable snow in May. You get uh, maybe a, a few hundredths of an inch. But we still ended up with two measurable snowfalls in the month of May, something that had never, ever occurred in Cleveland uh, climatological history, and that goes back uh, to 1871. Uh, so obviously, uh, there's a question. Are, are we going to start seeing this more and more often when Jeremy wants to know if we're going to see snow this May? Uh, well, Jeremy, we'll have to wait to see, obviously, first of all. The atmosphere always has the, the last say. However, uh, are we going to see snow this coming May? Chances are not. Uh, the way the pattern is uh, shaping up, I think we're going to break out into an early spring this year. Uh, and uh, March and April will be near normal. And uh, who knows, maybe even May will end up a little above normal. No snow this May is my forecast. We'll see how that pans out. Dave asks a great question. What is the winds aloft? Now, frequently we will show a map uh, with the winds aloft. 
Now, we talk about winds aloft as the steering currents of what happens here at the surface. Think of it this way. Think of the winds aloft as a stream, as a a river uh, going by, a moving river. And uh, think of high-pressure systems and low-pressure systems as a block of wood. Let's say you throw that block of wood into the river. What's going to happen to the low-pressure area and high-pressure area that you put into the river? It's going to follow where the river of air takes it, right? That's exactly how the winds aloft will essentially push surface features, low-pressure systems, high-pressure systems at the surface along. And uh, so when we show the winds aloft, it will give us a clue as to generally what kind of weather is coming, whether it's warmer than normal, near normal, below normal. And you will see the storm systems reflected in a unique way in the winds aloft as these uh, little kinks in the flow. And those would be the little blocks of wood that get pushed around by that river of air. Now, the wind's aloft. You probably are asking, well, how far aloft? Good question. That's not the question that Dave asked, but I'm going to answer it anyway because um, it's probably something that you may have had in the back of your mind. The wind's aloft is at what we call the 500 millibar level. Now, that doesn't mean anything to anybody except a meteorologist, but the average height above the Earth's surface, that is 500 millibars, which is a pressure, um, because we're here at the surface at uh, just over 1,000 millibars. So in order to reach 500 millibars, we have to ascend into the atmosphere 18,000 feet. The average winds aloft chart is at 18,000 feet. Dave, I hope that answers your question, and maybe even a little bit more than what you bargained for. Todd asks if the woolly bear was right this year. Well, that's an interesting question. Here in Northeast Ohio, for those of you who are not uh, uh, inside of Northeast Ohio, if you're listening to this from California, Washington State, Florida, Tennessee, we have a festival here that actually our meteorologist Dick Goddard, uh, who passed away last year, Uh, He started a long time ago something called the Woolly Bear Festival. It's in Vermilion, Ohio now. And uh, they essentially have everything and anything woolly bear because uh, essentially the woolly bear is supposedly a harbinger of the upcoming winter. And we did not have a woolly bear festival this year. Something called COVID essentially shut us down. And uh, hopefully we'll be back next year. But because we did not have a woolly bear festival, we did not officially have a woolly bear forecast uh, who looked at the average woolly bears that were found. Now, it is a kind of a tongue-in-cheek forecast, uh, and the way the woolly bear uh, forecast goes is that uh, if you've ever seen a woolly bear, it's made up of, it's a caterpillar, first of all. And you will have black on both ends and brown or orange-brown in the middle. And the bigger the orange band in the middle, meaning the less black on both ends, uh, milder the winter will be. The more black there is, 
And if you only have a little, little tiny band of brown in the middle, that means the woolly bear is preparing to absorb as much solar radiation as possible because it's going to be a cold winter. So if there's a lot of black, that means it's going to be a cold winter. Now, one more thing to note. There are people who send us photographs of entirely black caterpillars. They look like woolly bears, but they're all black. And they say, wow, this is going to be a tough winter. Well, first of all, it's not a woolly bear. If it's all black, it's not a woolly bear caterpillar. It has to have at least a little brown or orange in the middle, and uh, that's the way it goes. So, Todd, I wish I could answer your questions. I've not seen any woolly bears this year. Not to say that there weren't any around. There are plenty. Uh, You just have to be cognizant of it. And we did not have the Woolly Bear Festival this year, so no official forecast. Quite frankly, we don't know how the Woolly Bear did this year. So we'll just have to say, well, Woolly Bear Bear probably had a a good season. All right. Um, Rose, uh, who is a frequent listener and contributor uh, to weatherjazz.com and andreburningier.com said that um, or asks a question about birds. Do they travel on the jet stream winds? Well, Rose, here's something kind of interesting. Our general manager's son is into birding. And from what I gather, I've not spoken with him directly, but when I talk to our general manager, apparently... um, he watches the winds not only aloft but at the surface because occasionally they'll bring in birds that normally are not here in northeast Ohio. And I would imagine that that is the case anywhere in the country. So do the birds travel on the low-level winds and or the jet stream? Probably. Uh, and um, so I would get with a birder, somebody who's really into birding and watching the winds, because frequently they will actually look for species that are not normally present in whatever part of the country that they are based on the winds. Very, very interesting uh, indeed. Now, Ruth is somebody who asked a question, a personal question. She asked about Sally, my wife, and how she was doing and how our family was doing. And Ruth, thank you for the question. Uh, Sally, my uh, My wife has been fully retired from television meteorology since 2007, and she did that to be a full-time mom. It was at a a time, actually a perfect time, in God's perfect timing, uh, that this uh, um, opening took place for her to exit, and she did. And uh, so she watches the weather every day, by the way, as she looks at the computer models. We frequently will discuss meteorology. We'll look at features together. So she's very much still keeping her her meteorology sharp by looking at everything. Uh, but uh, she also has enjoyed that uh, time of rearing our son, who at the time was 10 years old when that occurred, when she um, bowed out of TV weather. Well, now our son has graduated from college. He is a uh, mechanical engineer, and we're delighted in that. He loves his work, and Sally uh, has uh, no plans of returning to television, uh, but uh, anyway, she still enjoys looking at meteorology. So I hope that answers your question. Ruth, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. And Jay had a couple of questions. I'm going to take the one that 
actually uh, is uh, probably the most interesting. Jay, thank you very much for all of your questions via the Facebook Live I did on our station's Facebook page earlier this week. He asks, is there anything we can do to stop Lake Erie from producing so much lake effect snow? And, uh, well, the answer is yes and no. No from a practical standpoint. There's nothing we can do. But theoretically, is there something we can do? Yes, we can totally fill in Lake Erie with dirt and remove Lake Erie in its entirety. Now, that would be problematic because uh, the Great Lakes is a five-lake system that uh, each one dumps into the other one. Lake Superior dumps into Lake Michigan, dumps into Lake Huron, dumps into Lake Erie, and then goes into Lake Ontario, and then goes down the St. Lawrence, and then out to the Atlantic Ocean. So that that's a whole system. If you filled in all of the Great Lakes with dirt and got rid of all of the Great Lakes, guess what? There would be a whole lot more sunshine here in northeast Ohio in the wintertime because you wouldn't have all of that evaporative uh, condensation going from the lakes and into the cold air, which keeps us very cloudy in the wintertime. So if we filled it in entirely, yep, we'd see a whole lot more sunshine. We wouldn't see any lake effect snow, but there would be one effect that may not be what you're looking for. It would mean colder temperatures in the winter because the five great lakes temper the chill down because of the water. It's a lot like Iceland, for instance. Up in Iceland, it's surrounded by the Gulf Stream water. Now, it's not super warm, but it hardly ever freezes because the water temperatures are in the 30s all around Iceland. And despite the fact that Iceland is near the Arctic Circle, the weather is very similar to that of New York City. Uh, in Reykjavik, for instance, because it is the temperature is tempered by the ocean water. So I hope that answers your question, Jay. Very, very good. We had no questions given to us on our uh, Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line, but we do encourage you to start sending your questions in. And you can send them in any time. They don't have to be weather or science related. They can be personal uh, personal in nature, like Ruth, for instance, who asked about Sally, uh, just as a for instance. So if you have a question, weather, science, personal, anything, I'd love to hear from you. Call my Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line. It is 234-525-5888. And that is for anybody who is listening in the U.S., Canada, Mexico. Uh, and if you want to call, uh, don't forget the U.S. code. If you are calling from anywhere else outside of that zone, I certainly encourage that. Let me know where you're from, too, when you call that audience 
uh, connect line and let me know what your question is and we will take as many of those as possible as we uh, go to uh, every Friday episode or at least as many as we can of uh, Free For All or Open Line Friday right here on Weather Jazz. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Help me to spread the word, get the word out there, and let people in your sphere of influence know that Weather Jazz is out there and a whole lot of fun. Social media, word of mouth, email, whatever. And once again, special thanks to all of you who have partnered to support Weather Jazz. Christine Barnes in Ohio, Bill Martin in Florida, Andrea Rich in Tennessee. And by the way, just to let you know, I am looking for a corporate or commercial supporter and or sponsor. And if you are out there and would like to do that, please contact me, weatherjazz at yahoo.com or you can call the podcast audience connect line 234-525-5888 leave me a message and i will certainly get back to you very very quickly i'm uh, very actively looking for some corporate uh, supporters to come alongside us well if you're listening to weather jazz via any one of the podcast apps available remember to subscribe that way You'll be automatically downloading every episode as I make them available. If you're in the Cleveland area or plan to visit or simply traveling through, you can catch my 5 and 7 p.m. weekday weather segments on WJW Television. Uh, or you can also go online from anywhere in the globe, fox8.com, and click on the live link. We'll see you soon, Monday as a matter of fact, with another engaging episode right here on Weather Jazz where we talk about current events, short-term and long-term trends. We'll see you then. Weather and science across the globe.